Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Hello and welcome to another Online Marketing for Doctors podcast. This is the first Australian healthcare marketing podcast channel designed to help motivated practitioners implement clever, effective marketing ideas to grow and scale their their practice. Uh, my name is Stephen Tate and my co-host is... Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us today uh, for today's very special podcast. Uh, we're very excited uh, for the topic that we've got to, for you today. Uh, and joining us on the podcast uh, to help us talk about this topic, Mr. Wouter Sletenhaar. Now, Wouter is uh, one of the founders, along with the Asper uh, Vibenga, of chat patient a company that provides a managed 24 7 live chat service for websites specifically for the medical industry that ensures that you'll have somebody talking to your patients with the medical knowledge of an assistant with the sales experience of a sales professional uh welcome to the show Vuder. thank you very much um thank you very much for having me here today no we're excited to have you on the show and because of Wouter's uh, experience. Uh, the topic of today's show, what we're trying to address, is a topic that comes up quite a bit in our discussions with healthcare practitioners, and that's how to increase their new patient conversion rates using live chat on their websites. So uh, we were fortunate enough to meet Wouter and uh, look forward to sort of leaning on his experience in this industry uh, to sort of help our listeners in this field. Uh, so, Vuder, I was just wondering quickly if you just maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, how you got started with Chat Patient. Sure. Um, yeah, well, as said, um, my name is Vuder Slettenhaar. I'm one of the founders of Chat Patient. The reason why we founded it is um, I used to work and still partner now with uh, Chrysalix, which is 3D simulation software specifically for plastic surgeons um, and other aesthetic um, uh, health providers. Um, and I've been doing that for six years when uh, my role first as um, uh, sales director for Europe and later vice president uh, Asia Pacific, I met um, plastic surgeons all over the world and saw their a way of marketing and a way of um, uh, talking and communicating with patients. Um, when and while doing that, I saw that plastic surgeons are um, not always the best in doing the, 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 the marketing conversion part, and there was really a gap. I also saw that um, most of the patients I saw are communicating, uh, are, are trying to contact the surgeons after office hours, uh, weekends. Um, so really in conversion and in communication, there is a gap and that's where we saw the need. So that's why we started chat patient. Yeah, great. Yeah. And I guess those gaps, I guess, is probably one of the reasons that a lot of healthcare practitioners are sort of reluctant to engage with it. So, I mean, let's, let's get into this maybe, uh, a little bit more deeper. Uh, I, how, how do you improve sort of uh, patient conversion rates using live chat? Well, to start with, um, what we know is that on every website, um, and that's not different for aesthetics, 
the um, um, traffic is mainly um, outside business hours. So mm -hmm. that means uh, e on evenings, weekends, especially Sunday is often very uh, uh, peak hours um, as well as Monday evenings. Um, the problem is that clinics are then closed. Mm -hmm. So already there is a difficulty. Somebody is willing and wants some information, but there's no live engagement possibility. So already just just with that knowledge, you can increase your conversion ratio. But what we see is especially millennials, um, they don't want to talk anymore at all. They just, even when they're sitting next to each other, they're, they're chatting on their phones and, um, and, and doing that. So you see that A, um, people are much more um, now, especially the young people, much more willing to chat than to talk. Uh, we see that people are online after business hours. Um, and we see that then the clinics are closed. So that's part one. Part two is um, many researchers now show that if you cannot find within five seconds um, or within two clicks on the website what you're actually looking for, people go away. You've got a bounce rate, yeah. Right. And that's where we jump in. Um, a, we can immediately live engage in just one click, whatever device you have. And B, just a live engagement is nice, but if you cannot have, if you don't know the industry and you don't know the exact answers to the questions that people have, it's not helping either. Well, this is that's uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, uh, some uh, some very good information uh, that you're providing here, especially about sort of the advantages that a lot of these conversations now uh, that new patients are having are are happening off hours. Uh, which is also something that a lot of medical practices that we talk to are seeing, that uh, they are frustrated using uh, just a, operating their own live chat service because they find that a lot of the chats are coming off during non-business hours and it's interrupting their, you know, their their dinner time, their private time, and they just don't want to, they're frustrated and don't want to be involved. Yeah, we see that 70% of our conversions are usually outside business hours, so I can... Uh... I can understand 70%, right. Mm. And like, do you have sort of examples of sort of typical results that you are seeing of say like a, a previous clients that were maybe had a their own sort of live chat that they were running um, the, themselves and what type of patient conversion rates they were getting to what happened when they started using uh, chat patient? Yes, we have um, several cases of that. A, the ones that were already having a live chat service and were operating itself. And exactly as you just mentioned, there's two frustrations where they run into. A, a lot of it is outside the business hours and they were either offline or they had to do it from home or uh, something there, but the majority was just offline. Um, and B, live chat engagement, much more than um, um, even on the phone or when people are in the clinic, um, it's because of patients can jump from one website to another. If you don't answer within a few seconds, they're mm. already gone. And that's what they saw with the live chat. The um, uh, person usually answering it was often the uh, practice manager or the receptionist. And when she was on the phone or just talking with somebody, she already missed the chat. Right. And right. because of that, our conversion, and we have some testimonials for that, of course, we can prove it, but our conversion is really a lot higher conver um, compared to doing it in-house um, already just because of those two, um, uh, those two points. Yeah, sure, sure. And definitely that's something that we've 
tried to stress on our podcast, even just about sort of keeping that quick, immediate response rate with any sort of lead that's coming through. You know, you need to keep it warm quickly. There's just so many options online for people to just go to the next one. And if the next one is providing a quicker responsive service, they're more likely to continue engaging with that one. So chat patient sounds like a, a great sort of opportunity to uh, have that sort of immediate response rate and be that practice that's able to engage quickly. Yes, no, exactly. Um, and that's, that's what we do. But important there is not only the live engagements, that's, that's one part and very important, huh? fast response 24 seven. Um, our agents are always uh, responding the first reaction within six seconds. That's important, but that only works if you can actually give the correct answers as well and know and understand the practice. And more important, know also that it's uh, when we're talking for um, uh, plastic surgeons, that we're talking about patients, that it's confidential, that, you know, so all those things as well. It's not, it's the combination of, of answering quickly, but also gain the trust and, and have the same quality um, as the, the, the clinic would have themselves. So obviously you have extensive sort of training for your staff that uh, you mentioned this already, that uh, you make sure that they're up to date with their uh, understanding of the medical sort of advice that they'd be talking about uh, through the live chat. But live chat goes even a little bit further than that. I mean, in a lot of ways, you're the sort of the extension of the practices brand. You're acting as the sort of the the, the the front, the facial front of the company at this point, that's a pretty big responsibility. Uh, you know, how, how do you, how do you feel about taking on that role, I guess? <laughs> Yeah, well, I feel pretty good about it, but that's because we have our procedures in order. Um, yeah. What we, what, what is, and, and you're totally right. We are um, the first contact, uh, often um, the first engagement between the clinic and uh, the potential patient. Um, so that means we have to take that very, very seriously. Um, also, the live chat button that we install on the website of our clients, it has fully the look and feel um, from that clinic, their logo and so further. So the patient um, does not see it and often doesn't think anything else than that they are talking with the um, um, clinic directly themselves. And that's good because that's what we want also, but that's also a big responsibility. Um, so as you mentioned, our agents are really trained uh, on aesthetic procedures. Uh, they know what is the difference between procedure A and B. They know what's the downtime for, for, for breast augmentation. So things like that in general, they're all in-house. We all monitor them. We have always continuously also um, a uh, campaign manager monitoring all the chats for improvements. So actually, I have a follow-up question, see if you don't mind. So uh, based on your experience managing a lots of different live chats for different practices, um, when dealing with uh, prospects' questions, how do you, what are the critical questions they usually ask uh, and how you deal with all these questions to, to manage to convert them to uh, prospective patients? Yes. Um, the... Three main questions asked are A is, is, is often downtime, 
B is um, availability and C, and C is maybe the first one, but that's price. Uh, those are the three first things that are asked, and then, then it can be anything and rescheduling. And, uh, but yeah, that, that's the top three. So do they care a lot about other factors such as, um, you know, the surgeon experience and the, you know, the work example, the previous work example? So what what are the main criteria they looking at when choosing, um, and, you know, like a doctor or surgeon for, for that procedure? Yeah, so it's um, after the pricing, the, 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 uh, the, uh, then as soon as we get in an engagement, that's really the, the second one. Uh, so what's the quality of the surgeon? Why should I go this one? What is the risk of the procedure? Um, and that's also what our agents are trained on. So when we go into a pricing discussion, we don't say, okay, this is the price. Thank you. Now go to the next website. But we, uh, we tell them, well, pricing is only one aspect that you already have a consultation. Uh, and we explain them how to pick a surgeon and why uh, this specific one um, and so further. Um, so we, what we do is really, because we get in a real life engagement and not only directly asking for name and numbers, we try to get in a real conversation where we can see what is actually the question that they, the, the patient have, at what stage is the patient, where we can explain them more about the, um, the quality um, and guarantees and experience of the surgeon. And then with the sole goal, I mean, our main goal is to book a qualified patient consultation. Sure. Yeah, so you speak about qualifying, you know, prospective patients. So do you have a certain criteria to help qualify these prospects for practices? Yes, but it depends also um, on the clinic that we are answering for, because um, every clinic has their own goals and way of working. Some clinics that we have are very price orientated. Uh, some are uh, the opposite, um, some pre-qualifications. Um, but I mentioned, I said on purpose, the word qualified patient leads. Our goal is not to bring our clients uh, a lot of names and numbers from somebody that might maybe in the future or at any point interested, but really to qualify them for, okay, this is a, a patient that knows the procedure, they know the, uh, the, the practice, we have informed them about the price of the consultation. Yeah, we, we, so we have already um, answered the first line questions. We also explained to the patient why um, this clinic could be a good match. And then uh, we booked the consultation. What we see on average, but it depends on how fast clinics follow up and how fast they followed up before. But on average, we see an increase of, of double or triple the online conversion ratio from um, uh, patient bookings. So I have a one final follow-up question from my end. So lots of practices nowadays offer free consultation and some practices actually offer, you know, like fee-based consultation. And is the fee-based an obstacle in terms of uh, converting patient to, to consultation booking, a uh, prospect to, to um, consultation booking? Um, do you have any experience handling fee-based consultation where doctor specific ask for um, consultation fee, um, yeah, when it comes to initial consultation. Yes, um, we see the, the, we see three uh, groups, we see free consultation, we see relatively low fee or deposit fee, and we see a higher uh, consultation fee. Uh, mm -hmm. The free consultations, we, we generate more leads, for sure, um, mm -hmm. but the no-show ratio is also higher. 
there's no show, so there's a booking, patient doesn't come, uh, there's less of a commitment, if you like, from mm. the patient. Um, okay. Then um, the, the highest fees and the more we have to qualify them, uh, we have even for some clients where we already char get their credit card details uh, securely, uh, if they don't show that there will be a, a charge there, and we inform them about that as well, there we see that the, the non-show ratio is way less, but also the conversion is, is, is less. Not everybody is willing to give it at, at that point. And then we have the, the middle ones where sometimes it's also the credit card that we tell them, well, you'll be called tomorrow morning uh, um, for your credit card details for $50 um, deposit. That happens as well. There we see that also the, the, the no-show is, is lower and, and the uh, conversion is still high um, from, from qualified uh, so leads. you ask for sorry to ask for like a small deposit of fifty dollars to get. We see that yeah, it's an example. Yeah. It, it, again, we don't we just follow the instructions from the from the clients. Yeah, uh, but we, we we see that in, that in Australia that's that's um, uh, relatively common practice. The service that you provided is obviously been successful, and some of the success criteria obviously that we've talked about is that it you know it's appealing to certain people and it's timely uh, engagement, but also the quality of your conversation and the, you know, your sales technique of converting someone into a, a new patient is, uh, I imagine, a, a part of that success criteria. Are, are you able to kind of elaborate a little bit more maybe on sort of how you've been successful in generating a, an increase in uh, new patient conversion rates? Well, one of the things that we're continuously working on um, and, and, and improving is, um, is, is the trainings of our agents, uh, um, where uh, my, my co-founder and partner Jasper is really responsible on that part, where he daily has trainings with agents, um, retraining about procedures. We go to all the transcripts of all the chats that we have. Where can we go better? How can we get the procedure better? Um, we try to be very transparent, so if, if a clinic asks us, can we have all the transcripts, then we send it to them. Um, and we actually encourage our clients as well, also with the answers that we have. So we have the database where, as I said, smartly our agents can find the answers, which they can edit uh, during that. We're also open with that with our, with our clients, so they can say, oh, well, maybe about this procedure can give a little bit more in that direction or in this direction. So. What really makes us unique is that we, because our background as well, we understand aesthetics um, mm -hmm. and we really try to go answering at the same level as that um, the clinic would do it themselves. And that's why we also say if somebody from another, from, from another field like real estate or uh, a lawyer wants for service, we refuse it. We don't do it. Uh, because it will also mix up our, our agents. We, we try with smart routing to have the same agent answering the questions from the same clinic as much as possible. Because mm -hmm. that way, when you get the same clinic 10, 15, 20 times per day, then you know already the answer. Sure, sure, uh, sure. And you're becoming more like in-house staff. So it always takes as well when a client says, well, can I, I will test it immediately. We'll say, test it after one or two weeks. Because same as if you hire a new um, a receptionist, the first week goes a little bit slower. They have to get used to the new client. We monitor it a little bit more, and then it goes faster and faster because they get the same leads from the same um, clinics. And that's where we really focused on. And we try to continuously improve that. And that's, yeah, I think, where the success rate is. 
Okay, okay. great. And would you have any advice for any practice that is out there that's maybe still on the fence about maybe uh, using a live chat feature on their on their website? Well, I, as, as, as the English say, the proof of the pudding is in the in the eating. Sure. Um, <laughs> to, to try it. We actually we offer like a two a two month trial, uh, which is not a free trial because we have the onboarding and the whole process. But as most of our clients uh, start, and then before you try, really look how much. Uh, time did you spend on answering emails after office hours? How many of those patients actually came into the uh, practice for a consultation? And then compare that with the two months after. And you can, in, in, in there, are the patients happy? Do you, are you happy with that? And do you get really a return of um, uh, of investment? Right. Okay. Uh, now we just had one final uh, question. Uh, I mean, after we sort of have our chat here, we always like throwing in one sort of medical marketing technique. It's something that we've been talking a lot about recently in our podcast about uh, a prospective patient's desire for pricing information, that sort of question, how much does it cost? Mm. And uh, establishing value uh, before sort of providing a, a cost information. I was just sort of wondering, you know, what's, what's your team's philosophy in handling those types of how much does it cost inquiries uh, where they start asking for the price of something pretty quickly? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, first of all, it, de it depends on the client what they want us to do because we have some clinics that are very price orientated and they publish their price bigly on the uh, big on, the, on their websites. But in, in general, what we teach our agents is get the um, uh, answer behind the question. So if there are chats popping up and, and often it's like, how much is the best documentation? The wrong answer is 6,000 or whatever the price is, or 12 or 15. Um, the right answer is ask them, well, I'm more than happy to help you uh, with that. But before I can answer it, can I have some uh, uh, more information that you already had the consultation? Um, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? And then our agent will get in a conversation where they explain, well, price is one expert. But you have to know which which searches and why to do. Uh, the real pricing you can only get after a face-to-face -face consultation because we have to see which procedure is really good for you, medical, and also to get the results that you're actually aiming for. Um, if, if a clinic uses 3D, then you can also see a little bit what the different options are and so further. So it depends on the... Um, uh, agreement we have uh, with the uh, with the clinic and also the information that we have about their consultation process, but we tell the patient the consultation is the most important part of choosing your clinic, not the price. Um, and um, we tell them also why that part is so important. And then in the end, after after you know checking those boxes. We often give them, uh, depending on, on the instructions, but we give them an, an, an indication uh, because a lot of patients, well, okay, I'm willing to, but I need to know if it's within my budget. And we say, well, the price mm -hmm. for, let's let's go back to the breast augmentation, uh, is between a, a, a 12 and $14,000, uh, uh, depending on the type of implants that you choose, depending on the procedure, um, uh, uh, all of that, but really... Um, have a consultation so you can see if you're also medically fit for it, if the procedure that you think you should have is also the best, and also really make sure that you, you we're talking about surgery here, that you really have picked the correct surgeon with the correct experience um, for this procedure. 
Great. Well, there's a, a, a good great answer. answer. <laughs> a lot of good information there for our listeners mm. uh, to to digest and uh, consider because it's something obviously that a lot of healthcare practitioners are dealing mm. with uh, daily. This idea of people just calling in or going through chat windows looking for this pricing information very quickly. So it's interesting to see how other professionals are are handling it. For our listeners, if you're looking to sort of get a little bit more information on how to deal with that, how how much does it cost question, we've uh, compiled some, some scripts that we've put together of uh, sort of ways that you can answer that question, similar in lines to what Voodoo was just saying about establishing value and, and really trying to open up the patient to sort of understand a little bit more. So those scripts are available on our website for downloading. We'll leave a link to it uh, in the show notes uh, for you, uh, our listeners, to go to afterwards. Uh, so you can get access to those scripts and start exploring that topic a little bit more about uh, how to answer the how much does it cost question. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of our show. And first off, I'd like to thank Buddha yeah. for joining us on this show. It's been very informative and insightful. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure was all mine. Good luck with uh, chat patients. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best of success. I would like to see you uh, in some of the conferences like um, that we talk about. And yeah, hope to see you in person sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, if you had any feedback, uh, our listeners here, if you had any feedback for us on this show, uh, maybe uh, ideas around live chat, feel free to drop some comments into the comment section below. Uh, if there's anyone who's listening here who'd like to be a guest on their show, that would be great too. Uh, there's also a, uh, a little question and answer uh, survey in the show notes if you're interested in being a guest and drop us a line through that survey and uh, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, but then unfortunately, that's uh, the end of another uh, Online Marketing for Doctors podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you at the next show. Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Hu Yen Truong and Steve Tate. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com slash podcast. And subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.